kind of the pain itself is inevitable, but like choosing to suffer in the pain is a choice. That was what I really got to implement into running the business itself is like, yeah, this is really, really hard right now. You know, I have a, in my eyes set on the destination and you no, know, same thing as having my eyes set on the end of the workout. I'll be fine. I'm going to hit my goals. This is just painful right now, but I'm not going to focus on it and, and sit in that and suffer. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders, really excited for this uh, next guest. Uh, Quentin Carroll broke the all-time rookie record, and someone broke it on top of him. And then his second year, he did $400,000 for the business, which is an incredible amount of business to do while in full-time school. And then this this year, he is uh, breaking Sam Simon's um, rookie record um, of like 1.2 million. He's he's already at you know 1.4. I'm not exactly sure where he'll finish at. Likely over one and a half million dollars. He's got a team of of six people solidly on track to make Mexico, and it looks like a seventh is going to go there. Go Johnny, go uh, to to make sure uh, he gets there of 12, so seven of 12 people to earning right to, to be on the top performer trip and just really, really an amazing, amazing result. Uh, we just had a, a fantastic uh, conversation and really exciting. Quentin has been able to accomplish um, in the last three years with his with his business. I know you're going to love the love the conversation and um, uh, you know why we do this um, is is we're we're just starting our recruiting season for um, this coming season, just just approaching all the internal and referrals from from the business, getting ready to to get really really excited to to bring a lot of people on this fall. So if you know any amazing young leaders who want to really set aside set, set apart their future, please reach out. Go to studentworks.com, share this podcast, or send me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com. I hope you have a super fantastic day. Quentin Carroll, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know. So I'm super excited uh, to have you. Actually, why don't we start? Um, it was pretty funny when I when I invited you, Q, onto onto the call. I go, "Have I had you on the call yet?" And and uh, I'd love for you to share with our audience my uh, my uh, effective recruiting of our team. But anyhow, so so so, what did you have to say to me? <laughs> That was that was funny. I was uh, I was waiting for the day. I kind of thought Chris had you'd forgot about me, <laughs> and you no, know, it was really notable when you know I was recruiting my my first team last year as my first year as a coach, and you know I'm sending them to go check out your podcast, and they're they're seeing all these you know other notable operators and coaches. They're like, hey, like where's your podcast? Where's your podcast? And like, oh, it's not there. Don't worry, don't worry about it. And then like still, you know, further into now, it's like, you know, I think even like a couple of weeks ago, I got a call from one of my operators like, yo, like, do you not have a podcast? <laughs> and I just, it's just been an inside joke. Um, you know, my yeah. coaches still chirp me about it. You know, my, my yeah. peers in the program and it's just been a, a lighthearted joke. And it was, it was funny to get the call last yeah. week. No, and it was, and again, um, so, so just my remiss 
you know, because I, I thought I'd had all the full-time coaches. And and again, clearly it would be good to look at a list, Chris, and do the checklist rather than not off the top of your head. And so so this is long time coming. I know Quinton also mentioned that I at one point when he was a top vet, I'd done the top vet, the second vet, the fourth vet, the fifth vet, and not Quinton somehow jumping around Quinton. And 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 again, as everyone will hear here, it's like, what was I doing? So uh so anyhow, good fun. So why don't we talk about jump to explain who were you like before the program, before you heard a student works? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the time I was um, when I first started, so I was a third year student in the um, biomedical science program at mm-hmm. Guelph. So I was really geared towards science. I had zero interest in, in, in running a business, but at the same time, I had some sort of like inclination in the back of my mind that just something telling me like I felt like I could do well in business. Random business ideas that came to me that I never really took an action on it. Um, I mean, at at the time I was like, you know, tunnel vision, going to medical school. I was going to write my MCAT the next summer. Yeah. And that's, that's all I was focused on. And then I got a message from, you know, John on LinkedIn and I recognized the name because it was something my dad had mentioned you know, a few times. But I never really took my dad up in a conversation about what it really was. Yeah. I actually had no idea what it was yeah. beforehand. So I you know, obviously went to a couple of information sessions and kind of just took the opportunity um, to kind of scratch that itch and just see, hey, let's just, let's just see what happens. Expand my, my horizon here. And now, obviously, you know, three years later, I'm not in medical school. And uh, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, and for our listeners, leaders, uh, Quinton Quinton uh, was uh, was got top marks, so definitely had a shot. It wasn't a wannabe potential medical student, but was a working really hard uh, to potentially get there. And obviously, very very challenging to get into medical school. So, why don't you walk me through your first summer and your first experience with the with the business? Yeah, um, so my first summer is pretty crazy, uh, of course. <laughs> And so I was uh, I was managing eight painters throughout the first the first summer, um, and I, I scaled that pretty quickly. So it was um, yeah, it was a hectic summer. Obviously, you know, had its highs, had its lows, and you know, it went by super quickly. But kind of what I found with scaling up so quickly is it, I found it really just kind of poked a bunch of holes in all my habits okay. and exposes your weaknesses when you kind of try to do things at a a larger scale. So, you know, my preparation and organization that I thought was totally awesome when I'm running one or two crews, as soon as you you double that, it's like, wow, this doesn't work at all. And it just, it was more of a sink or swim situation where I just like had to get everything up to an, a new level and just start performing at a way higher level of organization and, and preparation. Um, and I think there's definitely something to be said for kind of like not waiting until the perfect moment to scale up and you know wait for all the stars to align to really be ready because i don't know if i would have ever found that perfect moment to grow and kind of just feeding myself to the sharks and just jumping in and uh trusting yourself to adapt and, and figure it out along the way absolutely and and so that first year you did uh, like basically a quarter million dollars worth worth of business and 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 that would that would have bro- broken the all time previous rookie record when you did that so so obviously really really like you said really running at scale you know that that becomes really really challenging so 
What did you learn that you didn't expect, uh, Quentin? Yeah, I, I learned a lot, you know, about myself. And, you know, of course, I expected to learn all the raw business skills. Like that's right. why I joined the program. I was like, okay, it'd be cool. I'll, I'll sales, I'll learn marketing, I'll learn how to hire and manage people. And of course, you get all that. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I really wasn't expecting to to learn the personal development side of things and just, you know, how I would just like develop as like a better person while mm-hmm. doing it as well. Just my my personal habits, really, it's kind of what, what forced me to uh, get better. Right. And, you know, huge shift in confidence, um, you know, just my communication skills, preparation, organization, like we had talked about. And, you know, I know, you know, even my my grades themselves, like, you know, before I joined the program, I probably didn't have the grades for medical school. And then oh, once wow. once I went through the program, my, my average went up by something like 11 or 12 percent overall. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, I was in I was in the 90s and you know I had a shot at, at actually applying after doing it, which was crazy because I had so much more on my plate. Right. Right. So I was not expecting to, you know, become quote unquote, you know, smarter. I was pretty probably just preparing properly. Yes. And just how I developed as a person, just like how I live my life now. Just like wasn't expecting any of that at all. Wow. So what sort of personal habits did you see a real growth in, Quentin? Personal habits, I just like preparation as a whole, um, you know, being you know, always you know, two or three weeks dialed ahead. And, you know, secret, I didn't really develop that until I became a coach. <laughs> um, I was kind of forced to, you know, really dial in that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm overall, I'm a preparation organization. My habits, um, I, I would say I had pretty good habits, a good foundation to... Right begin with, which I think allowed me to excel. Like I was, I was working out consistently beforehand. I had a good sleep and good nutrition and you know, I had that dialed before, which good. I think that made it easier to yes. adapt to taking a lot more on my plates. And just with like the, the working out in previous sports history as well, there's a, of course the physical aspect, but I think the, the mental strength that was involved in that too, or training yes. helped me to take on a lot more in the business itself. So yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah. We, we talk about the program being hard and it's mm-hmm. certainly not as hard as a really high level fitness program is, you know, uh, you know, it's never not going to get you that exhausted, but it's, it's hard emotionally or mentally or, or, or stress wise, or, you know, uh, like you said, stretching the, you know, who you are as a person, but speaking of that, like, was it as hard as you thought it would be? Yeah. And just one more thing on sure. that. Which is like uh, the exercise and everything too. I um, you know, I I almost like to approach my my first year of business at least. Um, so I've I've been doing a lot of CrossFit training for for years, and if you're familiar with it, it just it's a it's grueling, and it yes. just like it puts you in a lot of pain and mm-hmm. suffering. And I kind of like to uh, that's kind of the way I thought about you know a lot of my a lot of my business, right? Yes, like it just kind of gave you a new new levels. Like yeah, like isn't as hard as like absolutely dying in a workout like i'm actually not feeling any physical pain at all right now and yes. i'm doing a big marketing session or yeah. calls and you know maybe something like you know you might not want to do in the moment um i think what one thing that the exercise and working out really hard has taught me was almost that like kind of the pain itself is inevitable but like choosing to suffer in the pain was is a choice yes. i think that was what i really got to 
implement into running the business itself is like, yeah, this is really, really hard right now. Yeah. You know, I have a, in my eyes set on the destination and, you know, same thing as having my eyes set on the end of the workout. It's like, yeah. it's coming, I'll be fine. I'm going to hit my goals. This is just painful right now, but I'm not going to focus on it and, and sit in that and suffer. Yeah. And I think as well as is if we really think about being an entrepreneur, running your own business, those things that people may may neglect going out marketing, it's three hours. Like, really? Like, you know, dress up. It's It might be cold or or it's really warm or whatever it is. It, and then calls. Really? It's just picking up the phone and talking to people or or having a challenging conversation with one of your team members. So when we compare it to, again, doing a CrossFit workout, it's much easier. And though it's the same, like you mentioned, the same things that get in the back of our head squeaking at us, you know, are we going to do this? And and no one will see if I didn't make my calls. Maybe I can bluff my coach and, you know, he didn't know, or she didn't know or whatever, you know, or, or, but, but ultimately those decisions over time really impact, are we going to hit our goals or not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what did you have to overcome to, to do a quarter million dollar summer? Yeah, I think, um, it was really the initial, like starting, um, just kind of like we talk about, like getting the snowball kind of rolling, right? Yeah. It was yeah. really just getting over myself to mm-hmm. to start and make this yeah. happen. So like I talked about, like it built a lot of confidence. So prior, um, you know, I dealt with a lot more social anxiety, I, I okay. would say. And I think the biggest fear I really had that was concerned about this business was just going and knocking on doors in my hometown. Yeah. And, you know, what would people think if I yeah. bumped into them or, you know, if I you know, see someone I knew, yeah. you know, what would they think? What if I failed? And like yeah. all the all this stuff, that was really the biggest thing to to overcome. And, and once I just ripped that bandaid off and was it was not I had committed. I actually funny story. Um, after the first day of January training, I, I really almost I almost quit, really. OK. Um, And not really, but I was thinking about it in my head. Yes. Yeah. And because I just kind of felt like, you know, I was in a room full of all these like top performing like business people. I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? I'm a, like a science student. I should be going to medical school. Right. Um, and I was like, wow, I totally like don't belong here. And then but then the other part of me was like, well, I came this far, so yeah. I might as well try. Yeah. And then we went out, we tried and we ripped the bandaid off. Um, and I, you know, immediately it was just such, such a reward system. I just like yeah. felt all that anxiety melt away and I was able to, you know, transition that to other situations as well. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I always tell people that what thing really developed me the most was just door to door marketing and yeah. getting out of my comfort zone and which is what really developed me obviously. Yeah. And which is what led to the, you know, the increased confidence, new way of living. And it also kind of created, I find like a, chasing like a chain reaction where I, I look for new things to get out of my comfort zone now because I awesome. chase that feeling yeah. of like, just like how it really felt like melt away to so now I kind of just look to see what I can unlock next. I love that. I love that. And, and, you know, and, and one of the things as well is, is you got good fast, you know, you were, you, you got good results and then, mm-hmm. and then you got into the field quickly with John Cameron, shout out John, your first year, your first and second year coach. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I'm going and booking work every weekend. And isn't this fun? So you get, again, the snowball going, building, building. And it's one of those things I like to tell people, you know, we will never stop canvassing or door-to-door marketing. It just never, because it's, it's, that is how people need to learn how to have those, those, those initial conversations. And once we can have it, 
it's just amazing. I know, I know many people have commented me. It's like you just enter into conversations and exit them so easily. How is that? Well, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of interactions, right? It's just, it's just, you gain confidence. And, uh, and so, so that's, what's really important. And then, uh, and then, you know, as we both know, then there's other ways that we can get leads and we don't need to rely on that. It's, it's one of the tools in our tool shed, but early on, it's a key tool. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a tool you should never put away back oh, yes. in the tool belt because you want to keep that blade sharpened, you know, as a coach, obviously I don't market nearly as much yeah. as training and you know, my first store every year, it's like, okay, I better, better remember how to do this. <laughs> you're, a little, <laughs> you're a little antsy. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you, if you don't keep the tool sharp, you definitely have to kind of go back out there and just do it again, rip that yeah. band off again. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And I love that, you know, again, where we're uncomfortable, where we're anxious, right? Let's do it anyway. And and just, again, continue to sort of climb that mountain. So let's talk about, you know, so we've had this really outstanding first year uh, summer, you come back for your, for your second year. What were you thinking? What were your goals? What were you going to do differently? So what was I going to do differently? I had, I had a plan, you know, set in stone. We all have these big, great plans. And I think it all really just came down to my my preparation mm-hmm. for it as well. So, right. and and this really, you know, another shout out to to John. He really came down to you know early on in the year, John sat me down and basically uh, called me out and was like, you know, why don't you just stop hoping for success to happen and just guarantee that it's actually just going to happen? And I think we the reason we had this conversation was because I would. You know, I was pretty inconsistent in my okay. first year and I would just, you know, kind of go and like get big results when I didn't deserve it. Okay. And you no, know, some weeks, of yeah. course I worked really hard, but uh, you know, there would be some weeks where, you know, I would under hit the input, right. Okay. But like still exceed my output goal, which is, is a really dangerous path to go down. It kind of tricks your mind that you don't need to work that hard to right. accomplish your goals. And that's really like the the rut I would get into in my first year. I was pretty consistent. Like I would go and you know have a plateau of a couple of weeks. I'd go sell one, two K, then boom, I would sell 30 K. Right. And then one, two, boom, 30. And I kind okay. of just in that rut. And I had like three thirty thousand dollar weeks in my rookie year, which is 33% of my business that year. Right. Right. So or, or higher percentage actually. Um yeah. so I think that's what I really shifted to was just like, hey. The input every week, I'm just going to hit, I can't remember the number, but X amount of assets. I'm doing this no matter what. I'm getting this many right. leaves no matter what. And I, I wasn't a, as much attached to the weekly output or the weekly sales target, but the input target and just kind of wanted to see what the scoreboard held for me at the end of the day, at the end of the week. Okay. Because like, oh, cool. This week we sold this much based on like this input and just like consistency was really huge and, and preparation, just guaranteeing that this would happen and we're not leaving it up to chance, which is what I right. did a lot of in my first year. So, Hey, I can't afford to leave this year up to chance. I need to make every you know, moment count and stay consistent. And ultimately my results skyrocketed as a result of just staying consistent, just hitting the inputs every week. Yeah, no, pretty incredible running a, a $400,000 business, uh, you know, while in full-time school, while really excelling. Hey leaders. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni 
of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. So tell me about, you know, the HR differences between your first year and your second year and just the, the, the way you, you know, scaled your business, who helped you, how, how that went. Yeah. So I was lucky enough to have, uh, you know, one member of my team, you know, key player return, um, shout out Ariana, who's now an operator in the, in the program and crushing it and crushing it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, totally. And, um, you know, so she, she returned with me and it was just an, another step up into my business. I really wanted to treat my veteran year almost as like a coach in a sense. Okay. I wanted to coach my right. business instead of manage my business. So Air, that meant Ariana was managing a lot of my business. So she, she mm-hmm. took on a huge, huge role and you know helped um, with a bit of marketing and sales through the preseason. And I ultimately just planning it out. So like it's a little bit further back, I just, I really sat down and was like, hey, what do I love about this business? What do I really want to do? What am I not as good at? Is there someone else who's better at me at this that could just do it and excel? And Ariana was the perfect fit for that. Um, you know, great customer service skills. And you know, we we were kind of like the uh, you know, the dynamic duo, great team to mm-hmm. uh together. So you know, I was able to scale that and you know, she was my main contact point. So painters all reported to her. She did all my interviews for me. I just did the final say, cool, you know, you're good to be on the team. And right. you know, kind of the way I kind of structured the same way, like we do it nowadays, right? Right. Um, where you would do a final interview for, for an operator, right? Exactly. So that's kind of the way I structured it. And I was able to be a lot more hands-off. So although the business grew by 40 or 60% that year, I, um, I don't think I worked as hard uh, or, right. in your, or as much. So I just think right. bringing the right people on board and so many different things changed in my, in my second year. I could probably talk a lot about it, but that's, that's probably the main thing there. Awesome. Awesome. And then, and then in terms of like, I know, obviously now you're a coach, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, why don't we start with, you know, why did you seek out the opportunity to be a coach? Yeah, I think I just knew I wanted it as soon as I joined the program. It's like, I knew this was just something I wanted to do. It was intriguing to me, you know, and when you first get to the program, you, you see all these coaches and you know, there's living great lives and they're, they're all just a great representation of you know, what discipline is and integrity. And so it's like, hey, I, I want to be a part of that group. It's like right. you can you walk into a room at January training without knowing anyone, you know who the coaches are. It, right. it just yeah. makes sense. And it was just intriguing to me to uh, take another level up and who I surround myself with. So just upgrade myself to like a new level of integrity and discipline. And I enjoy the growing pains of, of joining a high level team and being uncomfortable with like, you know, where I stand within that team and knowing I need to step it up to 
to excel and you know be on that team. Um, right. So kind of just like yeah, getting out of the comfort zone again, right? Just like I enjoy just putting myself in those situations, and I I knew I would develop more. You have to, <laughs> right? Um. So yeah, I guess you could say I sought it out for self improvement, and you know the cliche to make an impact on others to kind of you know provide the same experience and you know make a difference for these people. But it's it's cliche, but it's also you know just really true at the same time, right? And I knew, I guess, kind of how I discovered that, like, I really wanted to do this. And I knew it would make me thick when I had an experience in my rookie year. And, you know, one of my crews had, like, a really big win. So I think they had uh, just completed, like, the impossible project of the year. This is a really tough job. And and at the end of the day, the clients were ecstatic. They gave them a big tip. And they were just so excited. And they were just so happy and jumping for joy. And... And what was cool about that was the amount of like joy that actually created for me. It was yeah. Like, oh, this is really cool. Um, just getting to see them get a big win. I I didn't realize. Okay, hey, why is this providing me so much more joy than having my best week ever, booking a really big job? This is weird. That this is more joyful for me seeing them get a really big win. So that's when I was like, okay, like that sounds like exactly what coaching would be all about. Right. And I just get to be kind of on the outside but like helping people get these big wins all the time and that's when i knew for sure i I wanted to become a coach awesome awesome i love that you know that's one of the things that we talk about in our coaching you know recruiting and screening processes is that you know coaches literally need to have their teams win being more important than their own and that's not for everybody and and certainly that's something that we're screening for and that that people like you said just go wow this is so cool you know i really you know, I made a whole lot of money on that job, but I feel what best is everyone just loved it and they're growing and all these things that just make it fill our souls. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a, that's a, that is a really great indicator. So what have you found most surprising uh, for, about the role? About coaching? Yeah, about coaching. Yeah, um, it's a tough question. I was I was trying to think about this one. Um, what's been the most surprising, I guess, in all all honesty, how hard it is. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and then John is probably, if he's listening to this, he's laughing because you always look at your, your superior and say, Oh, they have an easier job. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm easy to coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. So I, I, it was, you know, tons of more growth. I didn't realize how much more I had to grow myself yeah. to fill these shoes. You know, I, I guess I kind of thought it would be a breeze. Like, I, I've run a top performing business this easy i'll just tell everyone to do what i did fine (laughs) (laughs) and um so it was really cool no i'm still getting to see a bunch of new uh situations that like i never got the chance to see so like i'm still learning i'm I'm still problem solving Hmm. um, i I thought i had seen everything and there's just so much more and so there's still so much more to learn um kind of kind of represents that like there's the more you the more you know the more you realize you don't know anything at all Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's great. And 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 I know, you know, it's one of those things before I was looking at this, you know, you're you actually have done the most estimates in the field. So again, you've really again worked really, really hard and shown that by numbers, you're on track to break the all-time rookie record, you know, for the business. And and so what what aspect of the business do you think has been most challenging, has been most, most, you know, uniquely difficult? As a coach? Yeah, as a coach. Aspect of the business. Um I would say the most challenging part 
for me at first was probably adjusting the recruiting season. Okay. Um, yeah. T- to be honest, I think, th- yes, of course, like there's new things during like the production season and everything too, but there is something to be said for like guiding people to a place that you've been and you've been beyond. Like there's something mm-hmm. that, that's like, there's a comfort in that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. I, I think I just trust myself to be able to handle any situation just kind of comes my way. Right. So I wasn't necessarily like, you know, surprised there. Um, in a, a when you're expecting surprises, it's not as much as, <laughs> as a surprise, right? Right. So yeah, I would say recruiting was um, yeah the mo- most challenging. Like how I was telling um, you know John at the beginning of you know, last year, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have 20 people recruited by the end of September, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and that didn't happen. So that didn't um, happen, yeah, like I think just the recruiting season, like how hard it is to really find the right people for mm. the position and the best people as well. Um, yeah. obviously we could, we could take anyone and we don't, yeah. um, yeah. and just, so just like finding like the absolute best people who, who, who can do this is like, I found that to be you know, way more challenging. And, um, but yeah, no, at the end of the day, like it, it was a really trust the process thing. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it really, obviously, like, I, I think it, you know, it paid off, you know, you, when you find out you know, your team in December, you know, couldn't have been more happy. And um, yeah, so I would say the recruiting season was the most challenging for me. And, you know, it was all challenging, to be honest. But um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to doing it again. And not that I think it's going to be easier, but um, definitely (laughs) bringing some experience with me this time. Absolutely. No, and it is certainly there's no question that the experience is. And I think quite regularly, it's it's understandable. It's like when when somebody who's done the program, a lot of times, especially our keenest, they see, well, I saw this and it was like, oh, I got to go do this. Like, as soon as I heard about it, it was like, oh, I just got to do this. Like, but that's, that's obviously not how most people see this. And, and there's a lot of things that come up for them that we need to work through. And of course, again, the screening component as well. So I know one unique thing for you is, is, you know, um, is, is you're one of the, uh, the very few people in the industry who have ever, their father has done the role and, uh, their, 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 their son or daughter has done the role. So Richard was a top performing, not only operator, but also a top performing, uh, coach for many years of the program. So how, how's his been in, uh, an involvement been with you, uh, throughout, throughout the last three years? Yeah, he was, um, you know, very supportive, of course, of you know, mm-hmm. me starting this. And mm-hmm. yeah, whether that was, um, you know, just financially and just, just knowing like you just kind of had someone in your, in your back pocket who for sure gets it as well. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine like doing this, not having the full support of your parents, which I know some people do, and that can be really hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just having that was, was awesome. And just like having someone who obviously who had done it and you know they know it works. And, um, yeah, so I, I think that was, that was awesome. And, um, I think for sure it um, there was a bit of a weight on my shoulders at first of just like, it's like, yeah, I can't be a bust here. I need to, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't have to do well. I'll be, I'll be bad yeah. if I didn't. So I think that pushed me for sure. There was a, you know, a sense yeah. of fear of failure, not just because of that, just like I kind of just how I operate anyway, sure. um, but that existed. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I, he, he did a great job and I think he, he supported John as well. Like he, he never overstepped and he always you know i'm sure had different opinions at times but he always you know whatever my coach was saying just like fully supported that i was like go out coach and so he was he knew how it worked and he knew what would be best for me so and and everything so yeah no it was like you're great just have that supporting role 
Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. No, and I, I you know, I, I've got a great relationship with your father. He's awesome. And we've stayed tight over the years. And uh, and I know at times he, you know, he was sharing, he goes, Yeah, here, Quentin, you know, on the phone with customers, doing eight-point phone calls. It's like, wow, you know, and and really seeing as well the the growth in the business, the improvement in the structures and the systems in the business, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, from where we were, you know. 25 plus years ago. And, and it's just made a huge, huge difference. Uh, I know, I know the scale of the business that, that we're able to run and you were able to run is just shocking for him as well. So it really is super neat to see that. So, um, you know, how do you think these skills are going to help with your career long-term that you've learned? Yeah, I think this is, it's really just given me an amazing base, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel, I feel well-equipped enough to do anything. Really, anything that uh, I want to go do, of course, you can get into the specifics and yeah, you have to go and learn whatever industry you go into. But, you know, I think just of how wide of a, a skill set I was able to build here and especially now coaching is a whole new level. Um, yeah. Just like, you know, whether I wanted to go into, you know, sales or general management, business growth, growth or you know, starting my own business, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I think my experience here just give me an amazing base of knowledge and experience that I feel like I could, I could apply anywhere and into different industries. And I also, I just get to see it as well with my dad and, you know, how he still talks about just like the, you know, the referability habits or, and how he uses that to this day. And just like such a core foundational things to, that are just like make sense in, in any business or any, any career that just like set you apart from everyone else. And it might just be as simple as like, you just show up on time every single time. And yeah, like, exactly. it's so simple, but no one can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, people, be, well, you know, we can never do it all the time. And on the other hand, we could really uh, just, just consistently do yeah. it, right? Just the vast, vast majority of the time, you know, and it just makes such a difference, right? It's just so workable, right? You were a few minutes late. I My email buzzes when when people jump on the podcast or, you know, early. So, so it just, it's just workable. It's like, oh, we're ready. Well, let's get started. You know, it's just, it just, it just so works um, and organizations work when it happens. You know, there's, you know, if you think about meetings, how, how badly meetings are run, there's, there's a book, great book called death by meeting, you know, and then people talk about the enormous loss of, of, of companies performance because of poorly run meetings, people don't show and then people don't want to be there. So, yeah. so, and you see how, uh, you know, intense we are about, again, everyone coming on time, we're going to start on time every time. And it just makes such a difference. So mm-hmm. What about uh, what? What key habits would someone want to steal from you, Quentin? Key habits, um, you know, just consistency. I think that um, you know we always talk about how you do one thing is how you do everything, and you know, even I, you know, having these conversations with you know, some of my operators, we actually spoke about this on the, on the team call today, so I'm, I'm well, well prepped. Um, yeah. <laughs> but just yeah consistency you know kind of what you're doing outside of the business um so you know, are you taking care of your sleep and your nutrition are you eating well and are you exercising and you know, how is that transitioning into your business because it, it kind of just all goes together it's like if you're gonna do well in all those areas like you're pretty well set up just also do well you know on your sales calls right you're probably hitting everything else you're probably not going to just miss that Right. Yeah. So, and it's just interesting as well. If you find yourself like not working out, it's easier to also not eat healthy. It's weird how it works. And then, you know, when you're working out, it's like, it's just so much easier to eat healthy. 
whether that's you, you just staying consistent and hitting those commitments and or you just don't want to lose those gains <laughs> you just put it yeah. so much hurt for right <laughs> no that's exactly it and mindset too right if we mindset. got that positive mindset gratitude and recognition of things that we've accomplished and or we've got things turning against us and bad thoughts coming into our head how how those things you know you know again are going one way or the other and just just you know one one big thing that we focus on is is just keeping those habits going the right way as much as possible and identifying them and sort of seeing those so so no that's awesome quentin so what about anything you'd like to share that we haven't hit i think we've uh yeah we, we've died we've dove into a lot of stuff that's um that, yeah kind of summarizes uh kind of my my experience um yeah i don't know if you had any specific questions for me no nope, just one final question the big final question when you think of a leader of tomorrow what do you think of quentin mm, that's a good question um yeah i think when i when i think of a leader of tomorrow i envision someone who who has a unique set of qualities and values that would align with like the needs and challenges that are you know to come in the future so i guess someone who obviously you know has a high level of integrity you know they're they're someone of a visionary so they have a, a strong sense of what they want to accomplish and why and how they're going to do it and who they're going to take you know on their journey with them and and what's really important is like how many people they're going to impact along the way. That's what that's kind of what comes to mind, you know, when I think of an imaginary leader of, of tomorrow. Awesome. I love that. Love that impact. You know, that's just so key, right? You know, and just again, that impacting others, right? Really making a difference. So, so Quentin, thanks so much. Uh, again, I just an awesome podcast. Finally, I'm glad it was like, oh yeah, I don't get my equipment on. I'm glad we got this done. Well done, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was an awesome time. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.